When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm a bad bitch. I'm a bad bitch. I can do this. I can do this. I'm a bad bitch. What three wrestling matches would you watch if you were stranded on a desert island? This is what I'm asking wrestling's best. In the ring, around the ring, behind the scenes, or behind a microphone. I'm Tom Campbell. Thank you for joining me on Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps. From the sweetest parts of Candyland, she's the Armageddon Cup champion. The way I see it, it takes someone really brave and really strong to um, transition from whatever gender they were given at birth to the gender they feel like they're meant to be. You're basically kind of opening up for ignorance and discrimination from society because it's not seen as a society norm. I feel like transgender people are really strong for being courageous enough to be who they are. Candy Lee, how you doing? I'm okay. I feel a bit sick at the moment because it's like winter and it's cold. At the moment, it's like so cold, like really cold. Like I have to wear like leggings and stuff. People know it is, but it's just extremely cold and I hate it. I wish it was summer. According to Google, it's 11 degrees Celsius where you are. Here in the UK, we're at 17 degrees, which is a few degrees higher, but it's like shorts and t-shirt weather. Oh my God, I'm so confused. I don't know how, like, weather works for temperature, to be honest. Like, whenever someone, like, tells me, like, oh, it's like negative zero degrees, I'm like, I don't know what that means. Is that cold or hot? Where you're at at the moment is a particularly mild day in the UK. Where I'm from in Auckland, like, our weather's, like, so unpredictable. Like, literally, you could, like, be three minutes from your house, it's bright and sunny, but then as soon as you walk through the door, like, it can start pouring down out of nowhere. It's kind of weird. Like, last night, for example, like, there was, like, no rain and stuff. Oh, no, today... There was no rain at all. There was, like, it was clear skies and stuff. And then my friend picked me up to hang out. And then I went up the door and it was, like, pouring down. And I was like, what the hell? I was literally upstairs and it was sunny. What, where, where did this come from? So, yeah, Auckland's weather is a bit... You can't really prepare for, for it. What's it like having Christmas Day on the beach? That's good. I, I mean, I wish we had Christmas, like, and it was winter because I really want to see snow. But even if... It was like that. It doesn't snow in Auckland, 
So I guess it's okay that we get to have um, Christmas in the summertime. Have you ever had? Have you ever had snow? I've never seen snow in my life, and I'm sad about it because I really wish like it snowed here. But like in some parts of New Zealand, it snows like more in the South Island. Kind of feel like we need to set up like a, a crowdfunding thing to send you some snow. I would love that. Like last year when I went to when I was in America. Um, it was snowing in Chicago, but I wasn't, like, in Chicago yet, so I missed it, so I was so sad when I got to Chicago, and it was not snow, I was just like, damn, I missed it by a day. If you have any spare snow, if you're listening to this now and you have any spare snow, please send it to Candy Lee. I feel like we could make a dream come true today. <laughs> I've never seen snow in my life, I would probably cry. <laughs> We're going to send you onto a desert island. With you, we're going to send a DVD with three wrestling matches burned onto it. Uh, what would you like your first wrestling match to be, Candy? Because I love Kelly Kelly so much, I think any Kelly Kelly match for me, maybe the one where she, it's for the power of the people because she gave us that iconic um, promo afterwards and she like cried and I genuinely felt it and I cried as well because I was like, oh my God, one of my favorites just won her first ever championship. It was amazing. So probably... Kelly Kelly's match against Brie Bella. No. The power of the people. We she won the um, championship. Kelly come from? I just love that Divas era so much. I could talk about it all day, every day. Basically, because I started watching wrestling the year 2000, like, so, like, a little bit after I just moved to New Zealand. Because I'm, I'm originally from Samoa. I was born there, so. Like, we did get wrestling in the islands, but I didn't really watch wrestling in the islands. We did love watching Xena the Warrior Princess, though. There must be about a billion episodes of Xena Warrior Princess. Literally, like, it was a thing that me and my family did in the islands. We'd all watch Xena with my neighbours. It was random. Well, you'd all gather you'd all gather around and watch Xena Warrior Princess together? Yeah, that's what I remember from, like, my, like, short years lived in Samoa because I was there when I was young and like I don't remember much but I do remember Xena. Is there something about Kelly Kelly that makes her stand out to you above the other divas? Because when I was younger I just loved playing with Barbie dolls so like I felt like when it, like when I started getting into wrestling especially women's wrestling because I loved that so much I think seeing her I was just like oh my god this is like watching one of my Barbie dolls come to life like this is like fantastic and like I just feel like 
She's so fun to watch, and she's just so pretty and charismatic and cute. Is there anything that you do in the ring that you've sort of patterned on Kelly Kelly? I did her finisher once in a match, and I do the stink face because of her and, like, Tori Wilson. So if you're going to steal any move from Kelly Kelly, it should definitely be that one. Did you and your family all watch wrestling together? Was it a family affair to watch the wrestling? I know, I remember watching off my dad and my, like... And with my brothers and also with like my boy cousins when my family first moved to New Zealand and like I'd watch it with them so yeah I did watch it with like my dad and my siblings like my brothers was there a moment when you were watching it that you thought this is something that I I want to pursue as a career um I think it was when I first saw that there were women that wrestled especially, like, women like Candice Michelle, Trish Stratus and stuff. Like, when I saw them, I was like, oh, my God, when I grow up, I want to be, like, these women. Like, I want to look like them. I want to, like, do all that fun stuff. Like, yeah, it was seeing the woman that made me want to be a wrestler. You you played with Barbie dolls when you were younger. Can you pinpoint the moment in which you sort of realised that you were... In, in the wrong body, as it were, and you were going to transition. Was there a moment where you realised that? Um, I can't exactly say, but, like, I just know that my whole life, like, when I was younger, I knew that I was different and I felt different. But, like, because I used to always play with dolls, like, rat dolls, Barbie dolls, like, Polly Pockets, all of that. And, like, I was always gravitated towards, like, the more feminine side of things. But, like, I don't really have that, like, aha moment where I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm in the wrong one. Like, I just felt, like, feminine my whole life. But I didn't know what it's called because I was, like, obviously I was young. Like, trans, like, people wasn't, it wasn't common growing up and stuff. Like, but in my culture, we have, like, what people perceive as, like, a fur gender or, like, refer to, like, like, Fafa Fine as a fur gender, but, like, I felt like I'm more than just, like, a fur gender or something like that. I, I felt like I was a girl. But, like, it was getting older and going through high school, meeting other people and getting educated on stuff like trans people is what made me realise that, yeah, I am a trans person. I am a transgender woman. That must have been really confusing at an early age. It really was, because when you're young, like, you just, you don't, you don't, you see the world, like, like in black and white, where, like, things aren't, like, like, being feminine as a, like, a little boy is norm was normal to me. I didn't think anything of it, because you're just young and carefree and whatever, but, like, as you get older and society teaches you, about what it is to be a boy or what it is to be a girl, you kind of get confused and stuff. So, like, growing up for me and, like, feeling like that, oh, like, I'm not meant to be this way, I'm not meant to be feminine, so I was just like, oh, okay, I don't know what's, what to make of it. When you got to college, you say, you, you discovered more about you you met more people who were in a, in, a, in a similar circumstance and could probably guide you a little bit more was there anybody that from your college days that you can recall was a great support to you i mean i went to an all-boys catholic school so i can't <laughs> oh, no. so i didn't have anyone at my school like 
we had um an openly um gay couple at my high school and the way people treated them and ridiculed them for who they were really like made me scared to be like who I truly was and be or be my authentic self so like just because I just seeing the way that the boys were treating like this gay people I was just like oh my god like I feel like it's not taught so like if I like had come out and said that like oh I'm actually a girl it's like I feel like boys just automatically see black and white and no um gray area so they wouldn't understand like being trans is different from being gay because obviously we're all young in high school no one is teaching that stuff in school but like I actually had to like reach out and have friends because I met other trans people from another high school because there was a high school um that was known for like having a lot of like young transgender people uh, they were also an all-boys school but the difference was they weren't like a catholic school like i was so yeah i met them and like through them i like learned more and more about myself and what it is to be trans and like yeah i think honestly i was just meeting other trans people that made me be more self-aware of who i am and stuff you kind of come to terms with who you are and you've embraced who you are and now you want to get into the world of professional wrestling. Where did you go to to start that journey? <sighs> Pardon me, sorry. <laughs> Pardon oh you? Oh my God. <laughs> Came out of nowhere. That, that happens. It happens to the best of us. I knew when I was younger I've always wanted to do wrestling but then like I stopped watching wrestling for a while because like I feel like I, feel like I was trying to discover who I was. And, like, once I was secure and, like, found who I was, I was just randomly at work and I was like, oh, my God, I should check if wrestling exists in New Zealand. Because growing up, I only watched WWE, so I didn't really know, like, about indie wrestling or if wrestling existed in other countries, let alone New Zealand, where I was living, where I do live, actually. I always thought that, like, you had to, like, move to the States to, like, become a wrestler, but... Yeah, I was just bored at work one day, and I decided to Google it, and then, like, I, there was a whole list of, like, wrestling promotions here in New Zealand and training schools, and I, like, picked the first one, and I emailed them, and I emailed the second one, I, like, I emailed all of them. I decided to go with the one that I'm wrestling at, at the moment, and Impact Pro Wrestling New Zealand. We're going to talk a little bit about your, uh, about your, your first day in training and such like that, but... We need to choose your second wrestling match now for your DVD. So we've got Kelly Kelly raising the Divas Championship high for your first match, Candy. What would you like your second match to be? Um, Stasha versus Bailey at Brooklyn Takeover. That match was so good. It's the first time I've actually cried watching a wrestling match. Like, I cried watching um, Kelly Kelly win the title and stuff. But, like, that was, cause that was the moment. But, like, actually watching... A wrestling match start to finish and being so emotionally invested i yeah i watched it at home probably by myself yeah because i don't i don't like crying in front of people watching it live was so good my emotions so invested and the result was like in the moment oh what a planted planted oh no that's oh, no. it submission maneuver big statement sasha banks wants to make bailey tap out The fairy tale ends right here. Or does it? Bailey desperately crawling. Oh my goodness! On the hand. injured right hand. The oh, boss is stomping on the hand. Bailey re 
reaching out still. Can she get there? She tucked it. She tucked the rope. She tucked. She tucked the rope. Reversal. Reversal. How did she do that? Bailey reversed it. She reversed Sasha's own move. The big statement. But this time it is Bailey with the submission maneuver applied. Bailey's hanging on for dear life. Sasha might be on the verge of tapping right here. Oh my goodness. Wow. Sasha Banks getting the bottom rope with her foot. Able to break the hold, but my God. Well, I think Sasha Banks knew she was just seconds away from relinquishing her NXT Women's Championship. I still don't know how Bailey reversed the bank statement. Obviously now you are you're, you're a fully fledged wrestler in your own right, but this match took place. Was this a couple of years before you made your in ring debut? Yeah, that was like a couple of months before I actually debuted. So oh. everyone's really inspiring because I was like, oh my god, I really want to. Like I'm more motivated now. Like this is so cool. Like just seeing like a woman um, steal the show like that, especially because I am such a big fan of women's wrestling. So like that's made it mean more to me. Really good like wrestlers like Sasha's so so good. Bailey's so good. We've got one more match to get to for your DVD, which we'll get to uh, in in a little while. So let's go to your first day of training at IPW. Now the wrestling scene in New Zealand. You you said in previous interviews is it's quite a small scene. It's like a but there's and I want to talk a bit about it. But first of all, with your your first day at IPW, talk us through something you learned on your first day. That it's not real. Is that when you learned the truth behind it on your first day? Yeah, because like I felt like people like had like said that it wasn't as real as you as I thought, but I didn't really believe them. So like it was kind of scary going into training because like I'm such a shy person usually and like I get bad anxiety about like meeting new people so I was like kind of like I was really nervous and like I felt like I had to go and fight people for real so I was like oh my god I'm gonna get beat the hell up I don't like these two like uh, that's what I thought like we had to go and just fight for real and I was just like not ready to fight people if that was the case like what led you to go in the first place if there was that nervousness about training when I was like looking into starting to train and stuff i was like like life's short like i might as well like because i felt like ah oh, you're you know who you are as a person you're secure i was secure i felt secure in myself and who i am as a woman and stuff so i was just like now it's time to like go for your like childhood dreams that you thought you could never do because you thought being like trans will hold you back and stuff so to walk in there and to discover that it's not people really beating each other up and it is there's an element of showmanship and and uh, choreographed nature to it what was your reaction to that i thought i was going to be like put off or something but i actually really enjoyed my first training like even though if, if it may not like showed on my expressions and stuff but like when i got home i was like so like over the moon about it i thought it was like amazing and i was just like oh my god i can't wait to learn more this is so cool like it's not what i expected at all i've had uh, a few conversations about sort of the discovery of the the true nature of wrestling on this podcast and we always say it's a bit like like discovering that magic about discovering about what magicians do and when you discover that a magician's trick is a trick it either really upsets you and you're like well i've been bamboozled and i hate this or you go, that's amazing. I want to learn how to do that and more. 
So it had that effect on you with wrestling, didn't it? Where instead of being a little bit disturbed by the fact that, oh, it's not real, you actually got, you actually went, this is brilliant. So tell me how to do more of this. Yeah, that's a, that's like my initial reaction and stuff. But I, I can like admit that it does change my perspective of how I watch wrestling. Now and then I watch wrestling and I feel like I don't enjoy it as much as I did when I didn't know that it wasn't as real as I thought it was. You become more like aware of the match and stuff since you like, you're just like, oh, okay, this is that. And if something goes wrong, you're just like, oh, I know. It's just like, yeah, it does kind of change the way when I've gone back to watch some of my favorite stuff and I notice things more, I was just like, oh, damn. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You said something in... Um in an interview that caught my ear where well because normally when you speak to people about wrestling they say oh when i'm in the ring i'm myself with the volume turned up you've said that you're actually in the ring yourself with the volume turned down yeah because like i feel like i get stage fright sometimes and like i get ready and like and stuff but then i get like full-on panic attacks like oh my god i can't do this i'm not ready i'm me outside is way more turned up than me in the ring how do you overcome stage fright when it comes to wrestling is there coping mechanisms that you have sort of before the match starts that you do i saw this on like i forgot what show i watched but i like always like stand there and i'm like i'm a bad bitch i'm a bad bitch i can do this i can do this i'm a bad bitch and then i go out there and do my best thing that always is on the back of my mind is like i just have this like self-conscious thing of like like i've said this to people i like i just don't want to perform in front of a crowd that will say transphobic stuff to me that's just like a like a thing that i get most afraid of is like you can boo me i don't care but if you sit there and like yell like derogatory slurs and call, like say transphobic stuff to me that's when i draw the line and that's what like i'm scared of most 
Because, like, people don't realize that as a performer, you're putting yourself out there in a vulnerable position for people to watch you. Especially in wrestling and singles matches and stuff, like, there's only you and, like, your, like, person, the other person you're wrestling, and it's just you two in the ref, like, amongst a crowd of, like, however many people. So, like, just opening yourself up to, like, that is, like, opening yourself up to, like, positivity and, like, even criticism, and I feel like criticism when it's personal, like that, I find it scary. Like I don't care, but then just I don't want to hear it because like it just brings back a lot of my high school life when I did get bullied for who I am, and like just being in public and people would yell out stuff and call me like a lot of cruel words. So yeah, I think that's one of my big things that. I get scared of when I perform. Do you feel like that's part of the reason why you turn the volume down? Maybe, because, like, when I've, I've like, spoken to people, because I'm, like, so self-conscious about, like, my voice and the way I sound sometimes, so I'm just like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to sound, like, a bit off when I'm really like, it's hard to explain. I feel like I feel like talking to other trans people, they get it. But like trying to explain to someone who's not trans, it's just like they're like they're like, "What your voice? Your voice sounds fine." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Oh well, th- th- never mind then." It's just a lot of that plays in my head. Have you had to encounter um, transphobic abuse from crowds before? Um, yeah, in my debut, like. And it almost like put me off wrestling altogether. Like, wow, what a what a thing to experience on your debut. Like, when I debuted for Impact for wrestling, um, I did hear like because it was at our biggest show of the year and in December. And like our big shows, especially that one, uh, we usually draw more casual fans than our like more like hardcore fans that come to most of our shows, so, um, I did, like, hear certain, like, guys in the crowd saying stuff that were really transphobic and stuff, and that really got to me afterwards, because I'm just like, wow, like, that's not fair, like, they can't just, I, like, I don't know, you can't always control what people say and how people behave, but, like, just to me, it really got to me, because it was just, like, it's not fair, like, why do they get to yell, like, like personal attacks on who I am, but, like, everyone else on the roster don't really get to experience that level of um, things getting yelled at them. Like, they get attacked for their characters and their and what they're saying and their, like, stuff like that, but I'm just getting straight up personally attacked for who I am as a person. How, um, how have uh, IPW dealt with it? They have, like, um, a sign at the front door and stuff, and they, like, have a, like, a no tolerance for that kind of behavior, and they, like, will eject people who are, like, heard saying stuff like that. With IPW, uh, now, obviously, as you say, the New Zealand wrestling scene is quite small, but is there anybody that is uh, on the bubble, on the New Zealand wrestling scene, maybe not just in IPW, but around the uh, around New Zealand, is there anybody that we need to be looking out for? 
As, as well as yourself, obviously. I feel like there's a lot of people, like, but especially, like, um, Jamie Tamatese, he's, like, someone, too. I think he's going to be a star. And he, like, he actually held, he had an undefeated streak for almost a thousand days. And that's pretty amazing. And he just debuted, like, a thousand days ago. He was part of the show at the start of the month. Uh, for fans bring the weapons now was that your first show back since since the pandemic hit yeah that was the, my first show back how did that feel getting back in the ring again it was cool to be back and like stressful and stuff but like mental wise i've like just not been all there mentally like i've kind of been like down and about like especially with a lot that's going on in the world with like everything like all the movements happening like it's been so like I don't blame anyone if they're not a hundred percent okay mentally because like I don't know that just a lot of that has like really affected me and stuff. So yeah, it was kind of hard, but I had fun. Like I enjoyed being back in front of a crowd. Like yeah, I guess I just like appreciate that like I got to wrestle, I guess, and do something that I love because um other people aren't so fortunate because like the pandemic is still running wild in the world so yeah it was it was okay i know you kind of hinted at it there but um how did you how did you keep yourself together during lockdown um it was a lot of facetimes with my friends but like i had to work because like my normal job is like i it was counted as essential so i had to work but, like, I didn't work all the time, but personally for me, this is only for me, Ziggy, I don't, I didn't mind lockdown because I like being at home anyway. I like being in bed and, like, I got to spend it with my family and, like, and, like, my dog. So I was okay with it. I didn't mind it because, like, I don't like going places anyway. So I was like, oh, I don't mind this. This is okay. I only have to work now and then as well. So you lose the FOMO during lockdown. Because nobody's going out anyway, so you're not missing any nights out. So you don't have to feel bad about spending all day in your pyjamas. I like being in bed all day sometimes. We've teamed up with Audible to give you a free wrestling audiobook on us. Head over to cultaholic.com forward slash Audible and take a look at some of the selection that we've got for you right there, including JR's book from Under the Black Hat. If you want a wrestling autobiography that is going to pull at your heartstrings. Uh, JR's Under the Black Hat is going to do that right now. It's it's, a, it's an incredible read, and if you're a fan of Grilling JR, the podcast, it's a great addition to that. Uh, Dylan Postel, a.k.a. Hornswoggle, has released his autobiography, Life is Short, and so am I. This guy had a very colourful time in WWE, and he is very open about some of the stuff that went down while he was there. And you can hear all about it by getting the audiobook. If you're a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, if you don't own Chris Charlton's book, Eggshells, Pro Wrestling in the Tokyo Dome, you're doing it wrong. You can get it for free on us right now as an audiobook when you sign up to Audible for 30 days. You get it free for 30 days. If you don't want Audible, after the 30 days, you can cancel any time you like. And you get to keep the audiobook. So whatever happens... You get a free book on us. Cultaholic.com forward slash audible. Choose a book on us. 
we've got one more wrestling match to get to for your for your DVD. But before we get there, I like to spring this on people, Candy. It's nothing bad. Um, but as well as taking three wrestling matches, I'm going to invite you to take with you on the island. And it's kind of what's, what comes off the top of your head when I say these things. Um, a movie, an album, and a luxury item. So a movie that you'd happily watch over and over again on the island. An album, some song, like an album of music that you love to pieces. And like a creature comfort from home or something that reminds you of home. Something that you can uh, do that's a bit different on the island uh, under luxury item. So if I was to tell you you could take a movie, what movie springs to mind? It would be between A Bug's Life for some reason and Selena. But like, I feel like if I took Selena, I feel like that would just make me emotionally upset the whole time I'm on this island. Because I love Selena so much, but the ending just upsets me. And because it's a true story, that makes it worse. But Bugs Life, because I loved that movie when I was young. Bugs Life is a great film. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's it's uh, you, you're really torn between the um the, the real story of a of a music star that was that was murdered or the the life of insects trying to save the colony. It's quite a different quite a different choice. pace. It's quite a different pace for both of them. An album. What album would you take? Probably Lady Gaga's album, The Fame or The Fame Monster, because I loved her earlier work. I loved when she was Rara Bitch. That was so, like, what a moment in history. It was, like, so iconic. I just love Lady Gaga. I just remember, like, the difference between the fame and the fame monster, because I feel like I just listen to her music, and I just forget which song goes to which album, because I can definitely give you a favourite. Probably between AA, Poker Face, and probably Love Game. Probably, uh, oh, no, or Paparazzi, actually. I love paparazzi because of her VMA performance where she like hung and blood came out. That was so iconic, oh. honestly. What'd you make of Gaga's new album, by the way? Actually, I love it. I listened to the whole thing while I was at the gym, and I was just like, I was like, oh my god, I love that. Uh, how about a luxury item? I don't even know what a luxury item is. So, is this something that you've got that it might not have any like purpose, but it's something that makes you feel better that you like to have with you? Uh, it could be, um, like, for example, like the people that we've had on here, like Nick Aldis is taking his Jag. He's taking his car for some reason to an island. I don't know. Uh, Cole Cabana is taking a bidet. Um, I can't remember what... Stress. What's a bidet? Uh, it's it's a, a toilet that squirts in your bum. Basically, it's a toilet that cleans your bum out. That's that's basically how that goes. I'm oh pretty God, what sure... What a good choice. So basically, it can be an item that makes you feel more comfortable, makes you feel more at home. Um, quite a few people have taken pets, so you can take a dog or a cat if you want, or both dogs or both cats or whatever. Like a mirror, I don't know. Because I feel like if I took a mirror, if I'm alone on this island, I can talk to myself better. <laughs> That's a great idea. So does so that have to be a body mirror then? So you can have a decent conversation with complete with body language. I can talk to myself otherwise, but then I just feel like, oh, I'm talking to myself. But if I look at myself, I'm like, at least I can see the person I'm talking to. And you can draw, like, like a hat on the mirror so it looks like a different person. Yeah, and I'll have my makeup with me so I can just put on makeup when I'm bored. There you go. Myself can enjoy watching Bugs Life or Selena. <laughs> While listening to the fame monster over and over. <laughs> and your DVD of three wrestling matches, of which we need one more match from you. Um, we've had Kelly Kelly becoming the Divas champion. Emotional moment. We've had Bailey and Sasha Banks at TakeOver Brooklyn. Emotional moment. What do you reckon your third and final one is going to be, Candy? I honestly don't know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Can I pick... 
Can I pick the 2000 Royal Rumble when they had a bikini contest? You absolutely can. You absolutely can pick the Miss Rumble contest. There's going to be the Miss Royal Rumble swimsuit competition. First ever, folks. And here are the participants. And I just want to get a quick word with each one of them. What I say is less is more. Less is more? Less than this? Man, alive. Have you forgotten? Bigger show. Jury, you are a pervert. Yeah, and your point is? You're all perverts. You're all just a bunch of perverts. And I am not going to have anything to do with this bikini contest. If we've got to be in this contest, you have to be in this contest. Oh, look out here. King, you better look out. Control. The ladies are getting a little rambunctious. Just here, Ivory's on the bottom of this of this pile. Wait a minute, there's Mae Young. I'm going to let you see my puppies. Oh Lord. No, May, nobody puppies. wants to see your puppies. May, we don't need no, your. No, we don't need to see your puppies, no, May. This no, Royal Rumble no. contest this no, Sunday at the Royal no. Rumble. It features everybody showing off their swimsuits, and then it features a, a run-in by May Young. They really ruined a moment for me because, like. I just couldn't get over um, the cat's um, bubble wrap bikini because that's the moment that sticks out for me. <laughs> you tweeted that recently, actually. You know, the yeah, I really bikini. did. Because someone asked me what my favourite wrestling matches were, and I think I said it was Sasha and Bailey at TakeOver and the cat wearing a bubble wrap bikini. <laughs> because that was truly iconic. Like, I was like, oh my God, talk about recycling. Girl, yes. <laughs> It's both incredibly sexy and environmentally friendly. I mean, she had a good body, so I was just like, oh my god, wrap that shit up for later, period. <laughs> Have you attempted to make a bubble wrap bikini? I mean, I, I should now. Because it's I the 20th anniversary. I feel like now is the time to do it. If you're Candy, if you're going to do a photo shoot in a bubble wrap bikini, it needs to be on the 20th anniversary, i.e. this year. Oh my god, you're so right. I mm-hmm. want a bubble wrap. <laughs> yes! When those pictures land, it's, it's, it's thanks to this podcast, and you are very welcome. How have I never thought of that? <laughs> Maybe that'll be my luxury item now. <laughs> bubble, bubble wrap bikini. And I'll just start a whole fashion line of bubble wrap while I'm on this island. That is amazing. That is amazing. And you're probably the first person to pick the, the Miss Rumble bikini uh, swimsuit contest. Or was it bikini contest? Either way. The Miss Rumble bikini contest. Uh, as a, as a, your third match, I'm proud of that. That whole pay per view was the first time I've ever watched recently. My cousin put it on, and I was just like, "Oh my god, what is this?" And they're like, "Oh, it's like wrestling." And I was like, "Wow, this is so funny. It's so cool. It's so competitive and entertaining." This has been really lovely. Thank you so much for taking time to chat. Before we let you go, we need to find out. We need you to tell us where. Um, we can find you, find out all about you. Where are you online, Candy? Um, you can follow my Twitter, like, if you want. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty annoying on there, so. Um, <laughs> do I have to say my Twitter name now? Yeah, go for it. Oh, uh, yeah. Follow my Twitter if you want. I don't, like, you don't have to do anything, like I say. I just, if you want to. Um, it's at candidlycandy underscore i always forget the underscore for some reason you can follow me on instagram at lee barbie 
look out for um, a, a presumably a red bubble store or a um, pro wrestling tea store that will soon be selling candy Lee bubble wrap bikinis. <laughs> or oh, what a maneuver. That's where like, I sell my merch. But like, yeah, if I, I'm a head, oh, yeah, I need to get on to, to designing. <laughs> I need to get on to like designing a bubble wrap bikini. <laughs> 